This episode of Super Legit brought to you by Norman, Oklahoma, building an inclusive community. The extra bold, extra good, spicy cherry taste of Pib Extra. And we have been trying to reach you about your auto insurance. You may qualify for a lower rate. Please press 1 to speak to one of our agents or press 0 to opt out. Welcome back to the Super Legit Podcast. I have my favorite people around me. Most of them. We are missing Chris Sanders this week. I know that's sad. Uh, but oh, no, we've got sorry. Ali Mar back. Yay! Yay! Uh, for anyone who was wondering or cares, uh, my name is Jet Kaufman. And I'm gonna I'm gonna toss out a question here. I'm just gonna get this going right off the bat. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to Michael Hyman first. No, That's right. you gotta gotta. Oh wait, I'm Never looking mind. at you on the camera, Michael Hyman. Never mind. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna direct this in some way, and I realized I was foolish. So go ahead. Oh, all right, all right, direct. And that could be relevant here because the question I'm gonna ask is, what job did you want as a kid? And assuming it's not the job you have now, why didn't it work out? Hum. Uh, well, when hum. I was uh, a, a child in the like elementary school age, I did want to be a professional wrestler because I did watch <laughs> professional wrestling and I did think it was real. And I thought that's so cool and fun. Um, I think for obvious reasons, I am not uh, in any way a physical uh, uh, imposing physical figure like many professional wrestlers are. Although knowing now the level of improv they do, I think I could manage some of that. But uh, um who did you want to be who yeah would you be a heel or a whatever the opposite no you're a white heel baby face all day yeah like there's a heel no or a face. That's yeah what it is. i don't know i th- i think like i would definitely i mean i think i would be intro to easily as a face i think i could have a really cool heel turn though because no one would expect it with me can i i think you'd be a valet but like the manager <laughs> <laughs> Just the like loud the mouth on the side yelling up at him, yelling at the ref. But then but then you can become a tag team. Like you're an unexpected tag team duo. Like he's like, I need my manager. Boom, tags you. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, this I need to see. Let me ask you this. Did you honestly at one point look in the mirror like Paul Bear and go, <laughs> oh, yes. I, mean, I can't say no when you put it like that. But. <laughs> Oh, you could be since you know so much about this, I got to toss this to you now, Josh. Josh Spence. About uh, wrestling? Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. Well, sure, but it's not going to be about wrestling. <laughs> let's, uh, but it could yeah, be. Well, you know, maybe it's about wrestling. You don't know yeah. his answer. Josh and I yeah. talk about wrestling all the time. I don't know your answer. That's one of the secret side conversations oh, that yeah. you and I have. That That's right. Have. So, Josh, same th- same deal. Uh, what was the job you wanted growing up? And assuming it's not what you're doing now, what, what why didn't it work out? Uh, professional Ghostbuster. Oh. And why didn't that work out? Because uh, I wanted to be the ghost and not the Ghostbuster. <laughs> That's fair. I liked Slimer. Slimer was cool. I, <laughs> How could you not? Like, you got to eat all those hot dogs and run through walls uh-huh. and slime people. <laughs> and like, he was likable. He was a likable guy. I, He's an I anarchist. Know, <laughs> he, I he mean, was a likable blob. <laughs> yeah, but then it turns out he's actually Louis C.K., yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, all yeah. those things apply. Wasn't he actually yep. modeled after uh, John Belushi? Yeah, but Louis wasn't eating his hot dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
I do know what you're saying, Ellie. <laughs> he, he was jerking his hot dog. We oh, knew, Josh. Boy. We knew. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank sorry. You. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. I that was I think. I don't know if you guys had this as kids, but there was just like that one movie that you watched over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And like I would finish yeah. watching Ghostbusters, like stop it, rewind it on the VCR, look up VCR children, and then watch <laughs> it again. Like, yeah, no, yeah. that was that was huge. And I remember I remember going to a supermarket with my mother and there was one of those contest. There was a contest to win yeah. the Ectomobile. Mm, the Ecto-1. Ecto-1. And and I was like, oh, my God, we have to win the Ecto-1. And she's like, you that there's no point. You can't. It's not even street legal. It's too tall. It's not going you know, to. Yeah, it's like we have to win the Ecto-1. The taxes. We have to, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like. I think we did enter the contest and we didn't win it. And I'm sure that's for the best because what would we have done with it? We lived in an apartment at the time. That would have been cool though, man. How old were you? Were you old enough to know that she wrote your neighbor's name down? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, I've I've recently learned, uh, which I should have known, that every single time they have one of those things where they want you to fill out the form uh, mm-hmm. so you can win the thing, it's a yep. total scam. And yes. it's something I learned where, that years later. Yeah. Uh, I think I filled one of those out a few years ago in front of my father-in-law, who's like uh, a retired lawyer and a very smart person. And I'm pretty sure my my esteem in his eyes just went like, because I was like, yep. it's fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to win a car. Why am I getting all these robocalls for auto insurance suddenly? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen C. James. Yeah, uh, it hey. seems appropriate to head right over to you. So, same thing. What What did you want to do as a child, and are you doing it now, or why not? Um, I when I was a kid, like my my son's uh, uh, five, going on six, and when I was in kindergarten, uh, first of all, we did it in an actual kindergarten. Uh, but um, I I wanted to be <laughs> uh, a doctor, a scientist, or a race car driver. Uh, those were my three things uh, that I wanted to do. I'm doing none of those. I'm a middle school trauma teacher, but I'm also kind of doing all of those um, (laughs) because it's definitely like social science, Uh, you know, like watching these kids, observing, trying to figure out like what combination is going to go, you know, like literal, like onstage casting chemistry Uh, and doctor, I have held more like children's teeth in my hands, like as like uh, maladies (laughs) and like the amount of times. They're like, because kids lose teeth in class. And they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, give me the two. Give me the two. Well, that's a, that's um, a dentist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a tooth doctor. Also, can I tell you? How dare I you? Yeah, dentist. How dare you, Sally? Besmirch the fine doctor. You know, they're still called. It's less college. But uh, I know what you do for a living. And I still heard, uh, I'm a trauma teacher. <laughs> that's a, that could be very accurate. Yes. We did hear yes. about the trauma that you instilled upon your, your students some yes. last episode. Yeah, That is like, true. Wow. Okay. 2020. Uh, that is a much, a much better job. And then race car driver, I'm consistently late everywhere that I go, including to my garage for the recording of this podcast. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely somebody who can, uh, I, I used to be a very fast driver. Um, and then I moved to California and that stopped because California, mm-hmm. the drive, it's, it's crazy here on the roads. It's just completely different. And back when I lived in Texas, it was just like, wee, look, mm-hmm. I, I can push my gas pedal all the way through the floor. Um, and here <laughs> it's just like two and 10 o'clock. Everybody's on meth on this road. 
Yeah. yeah, there's this big backlash against uh, against self-driving cars amongst drivers. Like you'll mm-hmm. see in these driving blogs and like all the drivers are like, this is a terrible thing. I don't want self-driving. I want to be able to drive my car. And every once in a while, you'll get someone who will point out in the comments. Uh, and sometimes it's me because I copied this basic concept <laughs> from other people. But like we don't get to drive. We get to commute. Most of us never actually have the opportunity to drive our cars. We get to sit on a freeway and bumper to bumper. I mean, even even in, during in the midst of the coronavirus right now, the traffic has come back up enough that traffic is nearly as bad as it was mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I rarely even get to drive the speed limit, if even the speed limit. And the speed limit's not you know a, a driver really experiencing their vehicle. It's 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 just you commuting it's you following the rules on a basic the ones who are experiencing their vehicles are the ones that get everyone else in danger and in trouble and wind up on the shoulder that creates the traffic that i fucking sit in right Mm -hmm. so like maybe you didn't earn the right to drive your car mr lambo like that's like (laughs) if you want it's like if you want a car also buy a racetrack you know like that's Mm -hmm. that's how i feel about that going back to steven real quick i I like that he admitted that he was late but like it's cool that he's late because he has (laughs) a fucking family michael hyman was late because he wanted to (laughs) eat his turkey soup Hey man, I was Those making are both soup, valid life choices. It takes a long time, you know, if yeah. you want to do it right, and then you got to eat it. And you know, it's soup; it's hot. You've got to like, you can't just drink it down; you'll burn your throat. So you just got to drink mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, eat it. You know, and that is it. honestly, I will say, would you say it takes like like nine months to make it? That is the best metaphor for parenting I've ever heard, Michael. Thank you for that. I respect <laughs> your choices. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and Ali Marr. Oh my God, we're so happy to have you back. Welcome. I'm so happy to be back. So, uh, same same basic (laughs) question. You got the drill. I'm not going to repeat it. Oh, what did I want to be as a child? Yes, and are you doing it? And why not? If you're not, well, I really wanted to be Vanna White as a child. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't understand. But you're blonde. (laughs) Yes, I did not understand the concept. I was too young to understand the concept of like. Like, oh, I want to be a game show hostess or I wanted to just grow up to be Vanna White. So like mm-hmm. I would walk around in like little sequin dress, like anything sequin. Um, I also loved like old movies. Like my mom said she'd always put on cartoons and she'd go make dinner and she'd come back and I'd have on like the black and white movie. And like there was just something about like the glamour, you know, that I, I desperately wanted. And uh, I'm a preschool teacher. So yeah, my life is so glamorous. I wear high heels to work every day (laughs) i'll say this you are still presenting letters to people yeah yes exactly (laughs) thank you yeah yeah and i'm still not the person in control of the energy you know (laughs) i'm like everything's happening around me and i'm like a b c you know um yeah so that didn't i mean i and besides that i think there was a brief time where i wanted to be an author when I was like in elementary school, I really wanted to be a writer. And wow. I remember we used to take these standardized tests. Like it felt like every year, maybe it wasn't, but that's how it felt. And there was one year where like, um, they were like, okay, and you're going to do like a, a composition at the end, you know? And I remember very clearly being like raising my hand and being like, is there a time limit? <laughs> they, were, they were like, no, there's no time limit. You just have to answer the question. I took the whole day. I came back to school the next morning. They put me in the guidance counselor's. Uh, office and I like wrote like pages and pages and pages <laughs> and finally they were like okay there's a time limit like you're done <laughs> you know like you can't spend two days of school taking this one test 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, a writer, I guess, was the other. I one. like that at that school, they now have the alley rule. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, here's an egg timer with Allie's face on it. And when she's <laughs> frowning, you have to stop. So. Super. All right, everybody. Uh, I want to thank you all for coming in here today. Uh, my name is Dr. NASCAR. And um, what I do is when there's situations where um, highly creative and highly uh, paid people can't work together, um, it's my job to make sure that they work together. So um, I understand that you guys are a wrestling faction and you guys are considering uh, a heel turn. You guys decide want to be bad guys, but you guys can't do this. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do that, brother. We're going to turn bad, be heels. That's what the plan is. You got to help set everyone straight. Um, yeah, uh, Team Fuzzy, we're just really mm-hmm. sick and tired of people not respecting us. Like, sure. we're considered sort of like the four kindest wrestlers okay. uh, in the WWW. And so it's just one of those things where we want to make sure that, like, people realize that we're tougher than we Professor seen. Care Bear? Professor Care Bear. Yeah. Hi. Mm-hmm. Did you just hear what uh, your partner Supernova Kane just said? Of course, I I always listen to what Supernova Kane says. Uh, I realize that this is a relationship. What, what did he say? What he said is, "Yeah, we're gonna err, take a heel turn, err." <laughs> maybe maybe the problem is my my energy is more suited for a heel type than for being the caring type that you ninnies want to play. Well, Supernova Kane, first of all, ninnies a hurt word. Uh, it and is. Of all, Can we refrain from that, please? And second of all... Sorry, Professor. Sorry. I just want to make sure that you're aware that, you know, uh, one of those reputation is something that takes a lifetime to build and a second to destroy. And once we take a heel turn, there's no going back. Mucho mas. You haven't said anything yet. You're you're the Lucha Libre wrestler of the group. How do you, how do you feel about this? Like, You know what I love most about you, Mucho Mas? The fact that you're... Uh, American accent is perfect uh, and there's absolutely no <laughs> opportunity for someone to accuse you of any sort of cultural appropriation uh, with your characterization of your you know, uh, mucho mas personality it's just you've completely absorbed and accepted exactly who you are it's highly admirable brother I feel like it's more of an ironic nickname rather than a straightforward uh, uh, caricature yeah, I think because it's so lived in, people really do want mucho mas of you as a character. If I can pay you that compliment. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, totally into it. Yeah, no, I just like I commit all the way to uh, just who I am, but I wear the mask and that's it. And I feel like the mask is me just representing my respect for the culture. But of course, I would never do anything to disrespect the culture, such as representing myself as anything that I am not. Um, how about Mucho Mas Jr.? What does Mucho Mas Jr. have to say? You usually speak for him because you guys are a tag team, but maybe Mucho Mas Jr. has something to say about this considered heel faction. Mucho Mas Jr.? Yes, I am trying to find the culture within me, and I respect my father's decisions not to talk the way that my mother talks, but I will do what I want to do. Thank you for this time. Such a polite young person. Yeah. Such a polite young person. Yeah, we raised him up real right. We raised him up real right. Always short and to the point. You know, uh, people don't really keep family businesses anymore. I'm glad that in the tradition of the Von Erics uh, and the Rock Johnsons, that you folks were able to, you know, 
continue on. So Mucho Mas, Mucho Mas Jr., cheers to you. Now, I I was wondering, you know, if I recall, if I recall, you've had generations of just being faces, you know, the beautiful faces in the Mucho Mas family for years. How do you feel about this idea of a heel turn? To me, I'm sorry, Supernova Kane, but it just seems, I'm going to say it, and I hope no one's offended, it mm. seems rushed. There, I said it. Yeah, I got to go with you. I got to go with you at this point. I feel like we are who we are inside, whether or not that's what's represented on our masks. And we have to be true to ourselves. And I don't think it's true to me to make this turn. I feel like it's true to me to be the kind representative that I am for whatever cultures feel like I represent them. What about you, Mucho Mas Jr.? Or Mucho Masito, one might say? Oh, gracias. I would like to be the good guy, just because I think right now it is very important in the political atmosphere that my people are seen as good people. Thank you for the time. This kid is so smart. So smart. You know, we need more heroes in this world, Supernova Kane. I think there are enough bad guys. I mean, think about it. We've got Blood Rain. We've got Face Punch. We've got Laser Lip. I mean, they've got all the bad guy stuff handled. What if we just stayed as a group of nice people that kids could root for without feeling like they need to break a chair over their little brother's necks? But that's what they want to see. They want to see the chair, the action. They want to see the blood rain. That's why those guys are selling the t-shirts, man. I would like to say that the same way that I make my own choices inside my family, I think that Supernova Kane should make his own choices as well. And I will love you even if you decide to be bad guy. Thank you for this time. Th- thank you, Mucho Masito. That's so, that's so accepting and kind of you. Oh, makes me so mad. You're so you good. You know what, Supernova King? I think you need a partner. One that's going to help you do the dental drop on everybody. And if these three so-called ninnies, as you say, won't help you. Oh, my. I'm here to help you. Whoa, your shirt. It literally exploded. Dr. NASCAR. It's me, Cankersore. Dios mio. Oh my god, it's Cankersore. Cankersore? My long lost brother. brother. Oh, that chair really hurts my back. Oh. Grab that chair, Supernova Kane. You clearly herniated one of my discs. Uh, Oh, it's so uh, herniated. Just don't look at Professor Care Bear. He's going to try to stare you down. Don't do it. I got him in a full Nelson. Get him. Get him, Supernova Kane. And for you, Mucho Mas. Oh, no. How about a little less from you? Mucho less. Technically, you just would not say the mucho part. Thank you for this time. Legit. (laughs) 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 And that's the bottom line, because... Supernova Kane said so. <laughs> There's no copyright um, infringement because those were all made up. <laughs> oh yeah. If you smell what the canker sore ugh, is hurting. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> smelling canker sores. Right. I completely oh, fell out of wrestling. Like it was one of those things where I was a kid and I totally loved it. It was every Saturday night in my uh, house before SNL. We'd watch wrestling and yeah, I just, uh, yeah. I just fell fell out of it at some point. I was like, no, I'm done. So, so here's the thing, uh, listeners. One warm up we've started doing before the show <laughs> is saying one thing we really 
appreciate about each other and you know really lifting a, that veil lately it's, it's 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 a love fest right and and <laughs> I, I actually really lied about Michael Hyman. The favorite thing <laughs> I love about Michael Hyman is that both him and I have gotten back into wrestling and we text each other and share storylines. Like it was, I, what was it, Thursday? At Thursday, I, like at 8 in the yeah. morning, like all caps. Dude, did you watch AEW last <laughs> night? He's like, bro, I'm sleeping. He's like, I was like, you fucking talk to me as soon as you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and then at like noon, I'm at my desk and I get this. I look it up, and in all caps from from Hyman, Sting's back in the ring. What the fuck, bro? Oh, really? I I feel like when my mom and her best friend were recapping their stories to each other when I was a kid. Like I don't. Erica Kane did what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What's funny is to to mirror what Josh was saying when we were talking before the show. Me talking about the specifics you bring, Stephen, and you dropping the Von Erics in there in that yeah! scene. I was like, I, I'll be honest. Like six months ago, I didn't know who they were. I was watching this uh, documentary from Vice, The Dark Side of the Ring, and there's yeah. a whole thing about the Von Erics. I was not aware of this at all Tragic when I when I used story. to watch wrestling when I was a kid up until like. I think I stopped when I was like 12. I stopped watching it and then picked it back up recently. And it's just like, that's the thing I was talking about. Well, the Von Erics are from my part of the world. They're from the right. area of Texas that I'm from. And I had a thing like six months ago. I feel like this happens to me all the time where I think, you know what? I should write a script where, and then the next day I read in Variety where somebody's like just closed the deal on their script about that thing. But I was like, the Von <laughs> Erics would be a great story. And it turns out the guy that wrote uh, Mary Marcy Magdalene, I think, was the movie. Yeah, um, uh, he is doing a movie about John that. Hux. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, and I'm yeah, I, I'm there for it. But it's such a great story. I never watched uh, wrestling as a child, but like five years ago, I moved back to the suburbs, and like the people I was hanging out with, like that was what they did, like that was their thing, you know. And I was like, I don't know, like I, I was kind of snubbed it a little bit you know and so I, was, I went to a couple like pay-per-views of people's houses and stuff and then i was like wait wait what what's going on like the story the soap opera of it uh-huh it was like i was like this is like harry potter and like unitards like i was like who's that character <laughs> yeah. who's that yeah. character yeah and then there's like and so but like i remember one of the first ones i was watching and they had the, the tag team duos going right and then they had the spanish announcers table and i remember i was like oh you know what'd be cool is if the spanish announcers just stood up and they were like, we're sick of this shit. And they ripped open their shirts and they were a tag team duo. And like the, the 20 people I was with turned to me and were like, what did you just say? <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems like the natural next step. And like all these hardcore mm-hmm. fans were like, that would be the sickest thing I've ever heard. And like, yeah. they were like, that is pretty they were losing their minds. Yeah, they were losing their minds. And I was just like, I don't know. It just seems like something you should do. Who are the nachos? You know, like, <laughs> See, like I, I did not grow up with wrestling at all. My mother was, I was my mother's single parent, super pacifist. And also like, there were definitely, she'd, never saw herself as a judgmental pe- person, but there were certain things she was clearly super judgmental about. <laughs> so growing up, like wrestling was clearly the dumbest thing in the world. Um, clearly a thing that, you know, only unintelligent people w- would watch. Like these aren't necessarily things she said, but it was what I just inferred about it. And especially like I didn't get that every, well, I- obviously not everyone knew it was fake, but I didn't get that plenty of people completely accepted, like it, it's scripted. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Coordinated, choreographed. Right. I think right. yeah. fake, well, is, and, fake is probably the wrong word. It's not like, and I'll get there too. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that was that that was one of the things that as an adult, I finally started paying attention to it because uh, one of our uh, Michael and I uh, had a, 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 co- a co-worker friend uh, associate on our theater company whose husband is a wrestler. Right. Uh, and that that was one thing that got me to start knowing a little bit about it. And then, you know, we had another teammate on uh, Jerk Chicken, Josh Tariff, who was really involved mm-hmm. in wrestling and also just in general. He also people- knows Brandon. <laughs> yes. He knows him. Well, and that yeah. was the thing is like the two of them oh, oh. At, were doing wrestling wrestling together yeah, no, uh, were- in this awesome thing called wrestling pro wrestling, which was this comedy wrestling experience. No, they, they had a, there was a two person team. Uh, it was Josh. And I, I guess maybe the, the guy, Brandon, uh, I, Oh my God. I know he's the guy who in Dave made a bit maze wound up playing the Minotaur, but they had a, a show that they used yeah. to do with the social, uh, where it was oh. the two of them and they would have like wrestling promos in between scenes where one character would be the yeah. heel and right, one character right. would be the face. And I cannot tell you how much joy I got out of booing the heel. Like to be able to be <laughs> yes. in an improv show yeah, and yeah. just loudly, vigorously just be like, yeah. boo, yeah. boo. It was oh, so, and such I a good went, I went to one of these shows. Actually, I went to a couple of these shows that Josh Tariff's company did, you know, Wrestling Pro Wrestling. And it was one of the most incredibly enjoyable experiences because a the wrestling itself turned out to be really good and entertaining because they are really talented at what they do they are athletes Mm -hmm. and the whole the whole description and that was the thing i was gonna say is the whole description of it being fake is that's that's a complete uh, a complete it's not fake yeah well Right. It, the physical things they're doing are all incredibly real. Yes. The grapples they're doing, the leaps they're doing, the moves they're doing, it is to some degree heavily uh, coordinated. You know, it is orchestrated. They have a plan and the writing, of course. Will. Yeah. And all mm-hmm. of the, you know, it's all pre-written for the most part. There are certain things that happen in the moment and there's tons of improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the physical wrestling is extremely strenuous, extremely difficult, extremely dangerous, and some of the, the moves I saw were insane. And then the stories, yes, they're ridiculous. They were intended to be. Yeah. And once right. I understood that, it's like, oh, this is just like it's a it's like a soap opera. Mm-hmm. It's like all of these other things. I grew up watching Power Rangers well into my twenties. Yeah. Like that was mm-hmm. good good writing. It's power. It, you, no, it's you know, it was drama. entertaining. But this is something that like kind of terrif- – like first off, one of the things I will say is I used to love watching the referees because they had earpieces yeah. and you and you could see when a decision yes. was being changed. Oh, like you would see so a ref cool. yeah. go down and be mm-hmm. like, one, two, guess what? You're losing now. Three! Like anyone who's done theater knows that some shit just went down in that person's ear, you know? But, my, but the thing that kind of freaked me out was like I was into it when we were watching TV because you're like, oh, this is a show. Then I went to Brooklyn and saw a WWE like live raw event or something. Yeah. And and, and people it was terrifying in the sense of like I don't trust the masses. You know, like mm-hmm. like <laughs> this is how we got where we are politically because these people everyone <laughs> knows true. that what's happening this, this is isn't real. Do that? But because we're what? all experiencing it together, it's like, yeah, fuck that guy. You know, like everyone's like the emotions are real. It's yeah. true. Like your 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 visceral reaction to what's mm-hmm. happening, even though you know 
that this yeah. isn't real. Like I had never still- been to one of these shows before, and I was a hundred like if they were if everyone was booing this guy, then he's clearly the worst person. Right. I didn't know any of the backstory, but right. I am booing, I am cheering, I am feeling all the emotions that I don't understand. This it's is like a people are like, experience. I don't understand Trump rallies, and I'm like, you've never been to a WWE yeah. Raw live show. Hundred percent agree with Ali because the one wrestling show that me, Mike, and Jet went to. Jet, if if you meet Jet, he's like... I don't think Mike made it. Yeah, I didn't get to go. I'm oh, sad well, now. Fuck I really Mike. want the, to go. Me and Jet. Like, <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Mike. Jet Ouch. is... I wasn't like, here. The yeah. nicest guy you'll ever meet, but you'll see him go, rip his fucking head off! Rip his fucking head off! <laughs> In fairness, the, all of their heads were made of paper mache. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite photos I've ever... Uh, I, I ever shot was at that wrestling match. There's a, there's a oh, photo yeah. from across the ring... Of a guy, uh, just and he, I guess he's on a date, but the dude is like a hundred percent, like eyes super wide, arm raised, yelling, just yeah. And the girl next to him, like, like chin yeah. in palm, looking down, like kicking yeah. mm-hmm. the dirt, like is this mm. over yet? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The photo is called Worst First Date. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> that was me at every every sports event I ever got taken to. Like, And I was so ungrateful. Like, I went to some really cool, like, oh, we have, you know, courtside Knicks tickets. And I'd be like, Another oh. game seven I have to go to? <laughs> I, I understand oh. the groaning. It's the Why Knicks. is it triple overtime for yeah. the championship? Why I'm can't like, they just so call long. it a tie? I actually said the words, like, I don't like this. I don't like the sneaker squeaking. I don't want to sit courtside. Like, that... <laughs> was a real thing I said to somebody. What's the most fun sporting event you've been to, though? What's the one where you were like, oh, they might be able to convince me about this one? Oh, easy. Easy. And this is going to sound like I am made of money. I'm not. This is... I happen to... Genetic coins. (laughs) No, this is hard to explain. I knew people who were professional sports gamblers, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, instead of... if If people owed them money, instead of getting paid cash, they would get paid... It was like a trade, right? So... Um, I would often get legend seats. They're like the box seats at the Yankees games. <clears throat> and uh, so I would, so they, but it was just like this one season that I would go to. And I, so I went like, what year? All, all, old Yankee Stadium or New yeah, Yankee Stadium? That was my question. Old Yankee? Okay, it was the transition. So I went <sighs> old Yankee, we, old, and then we went to the new, <sighs> I think. Right? So it was like, Maybe it was just new now that I'm thinking about it. But I it must have just, it just, it just been new. It's important that we resolve this issue. I'm trying to think about it when, when this was happening. Well, yeah, old the Yankee new stadium was legendary. brand new, but yeah, I can't remember if we were yeah. going to the old one or not. But the, the game I'm talking about is definitely new, right? But okay. it was the beginning of the new stadium. Sure, okay. And this is Yankees like uh, Sexy Texiera, Milky Cabrera, <laughs> you know. And my, <laughs> and my seats were like right on their dugout. And I would just catcall. Like, they'd be running in and I'd be like, <laughs> shake it, boys! You know, like, just making them feel like pieces of meat. Oh. And I got two or four seats because they're in couples. And it depended on, like, what guys owed who money and, like, who owed me money. And so, like, mm-hmm. I would just get these seats. But they were, like, $1,600 a piece. And so I'd take a friend or a couple friends or whatever. And you'd go to this big buffet. We would go to games, like, hours early because we would just sit and eat, like, lobster. And it was it was not a sporting event for us. It was, like, an event, you know? Mm-hmm. And for my birthday, I got four legend seats. And mm-hmm. I was, like... And so I got matching 
Yankees jerseys for me and, and the three girls I was taking and we wore like little cutoff shorts and you know pigtail we were I was like 24 like pigtails and we thought we were so cute and so we went to the legend seats and I got a bottle of kettle one and lemonade which everyone Hell knows yeah. is what P Diddy drinks at the white party and I got it and I, <laughs> Every, and I right? got, everybody 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 oh, yeah. Good. everybody everyone knows that. that everybody know it that's that's what he did he drink. That's why he has his own vodka label now, because he just was like uh-huh. sick of paying for it. So he got his own fucking vodka label. And <laughs> That's so- how you solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got like vodka and lemonade and um like the whole section. I was like, just pass it out. And like, like pass out. Like I got like bottle service and like passed it out. And we had the best time at this game. And it actually turned out that we were the first people to get bottle service at the new stadium. So they Whoa. took a picture of the four of us. Like standing on the, the dugout in our little outfits with our you know bottles, and they put us on the website. And so I was on the Yankees website for like a long time, but the stadium website at least. Nice. And it was the most fun game. I don't know who won. I don't know who <laughs> lost. I met everyone in that section. Like we, instead of cheering like "Let's go Yankees," they were like "Let's go Alley." Like it was the, like, the, the, the most fun I've ever had at a football game. oh with the closer with the closer oh my goodness whoa i've i've never been to a chess championship before this is wild i this is the coolest date ever man i don't know anything about chess at all but this just looks so fucking cool let's go frosted Let's I'm, go, well, Frosted. I'm just glad I could take you here, Joey. I just really feel like I'm trying to, you know, just like our relationship, it's, it's moving on to the next level, so I thought I'd take you to what I'm really oh, into. Oh, fuck yeah, Bush up to Queens Rook 4. You see that? Yeah, take that. Take that clear. That's- frosted. Let's go, Frosted. Kurlienko, you move in on him like a bitch. You move in about like Let's a bitch, Kurlienko. This is so great. I had no idea. Like when you told me I was coming here, I figured this could be super low key and quiet, like one of those tennis no. kind of things. But like people are into it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Here in the chess world, we really believe that passion is what really is the castle to our Lucian defense. You know, we really feel that it's a matter of just uh, we're all pawns moving forward, so we may as well. Have fun until we get to turn into a queen. Look at this asshole doing the scoop slam move to G4. What's the ah? That's the same shit he did in 97. Punk ass. Oh. Oh my God. Piss on your on passant shit. Wow. I don't know what any of this means. And I didn't understand any of the words coming out of your mouth. But I have never wanted you so fucking bad before. Like this passion is hot. Hey man, that's really good to hear. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Oh, wait, you're yeah, not... Yeah. I, these, by the way, uh, these are all of my friends. Uh, let's go, Frosted. Yeah. Um, we like to call ourselves the Checkmates. Um, yeah, but it's just, this is the kind of the crew I hang with. These are my friends. Um, do you guys want me to give him your chess names or like your regular street names? You know we don't use our street names up in here. I know, I know. Oh. I just didn't know because I got to say, guys, I think, I think this one, I'm sorry to embarrass you, hon. I think this one could last. That's why I brought him here. I let him know how special you guys are. <laughs> anyway, uh, up here in the glasses and the blue shirt that says Voltaire on it, uh, that is my good friend, uh, 64 Squares. Um, What's uh, up, bitch? Feisty, fierce, uh, intelligent, 
And uh, I once saw her throw uh, a marble knight so hard it ricocheted and hit both competitors. Yeah. You can call me the white queen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, over here. That in- motherfucker is about to do the John Starks. If he does the John Starks again, I'm going I'm I'm to throw the table. I'm going to throw the it's table. It's like, like how many times can you do the same move over and over again? I know we like <clears throat> to have a signature move, but at that point, I know how to defend from it. So what's the point? Starks was a bag boy and never deserved to play for the Knicks. If it works, it works. It doesn't work every time when you have your dark square bishop going the exact same way. You leave your king vulnerable. I can get you in 18 moves. So easy. Sorry, bud. I'm 64 square. She's the white queen. Keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. So, I'm and sorry. then, of course, uh, my friend over here with the wisp of a beard is, of course, the rook. Yeah, now, it's your boy. <laughs> the rook. Because this guy only goes in one direction at a time. But, man, he <laughs> goes all the way. Yeah, yeah. you can't wow. stop me when I'm going that way. Mm-hmm. I can tell you there was one night we got a little too drunk at the chess game, and this guy, he can go all the way down the board. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> this is so wild. You guys are so fucking cool. Listen, but babe, babe, like, you yeah, got, yeah, I yeah. didn't know the side of you. What's your chess name? I gotta know. I gotta know your chess name. Well, um... Honey, you don't want to know her chess name, bro. I don't. I don't okay, no, bro. You're no, I gotta know. I gotta be yeah. in on this. Like, no, this no, is a no. whole side of you I never it's, knew about. It is so fucking hot. I just gotta know. Okay. I just need you to know okay. that this is—it's a sacred name for me. All right, these people who are close to me use it. All right, you—I don't know if you're ready to to call me by my chess name, but I will. I trust you enough to let you hear it. I'm Slobby Fisher. Wow. I don't think that he's going to understand that reference. No. The the look of nod recognition there is astounding. Okay, so Bobby Fischer was this American player who was really <laughs> famous and uh, challenged all these Russians and was one of the best. And so I'm like that, except I'm a bit of a mess. I've actually been, I've actually been holding back like this whole time. I haven't been paying attention to the games because I've been paying too much attention to you. And I just, look, let me just, okay... I'll take a look at one of the boards, and, and you'll get to see what, why I got the name Slobby Fisher. You dumb fucking moron! Get it. Jesus fucking Christ! That's right. You're going to put your bishop there? You're completely get exposed. Get Come it. Come on, King Four? Jesus fuck. What is your? Are your parents cousins, him. or are they just both thalidomide yeah. babies? Tell How him. do you move your pieces without drooling all over the board? Oh, my God. That's fuck our fishy. You. Oh, man. I'm... Let's Thank go, God. Frosted. So that's that's all of me, sweetheart. That's wow. all of me. Now maybe this is the point in our little romantic comedy where you run away and I I chase you to the airport or whatever. But maybe this is also the part where we embrace and I I teach you how to move beyond checkers and go to chess. All I can say, baby, is after this, I want a checkmate. You're not Did using it sense? right, but no, that's it not, didn't. But we love you for trying. We love you for trying. You got the attention, but that just didn't. You gotta work. watch the Queen's Gambit. It's fucking wicked smart. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> <laughs> My guy uh, was. He started in Baltimore, and then he lived in New York for a while, and then uh-huh. he uh, he found a nice little part in. Uh, he was well traveled. Yeah, Boston. He's a nor'easter for <laughs> yeah. sure. Oh yeah. 
Is that his, the term his, for this? One of his parents was in the army. I love how much all of you knew about chess. I was I was I was counting on at least one of you <laughs> knowing chess and it's like you all were just there. It's like, oh, this is great. I don't have to do any the, work the, now. It's the John Starks. Come on, the John Starks yeah. is a classic I, chess move, guys. I was prepared to help Steven, but then I heard him talk and I was like, well, fuck me. <laughs> okay. Uh I know um Steve doesn't need our help. I'll go back to backgammon, you know. <laughs> Everything I know about chess is basically references pulled from uh by the way, I'm about to I'm about to downplay that I'm not nerdy enough to know about chess by saying <laughs> something else that I'm super nerdy into. Yeah. Uh, it's all from a Vladimir Nabokov novel. Way to deflect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not into all that weird chess stuff. I'm cool. I like Russian literature. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really respect that because I, I don't know what it is. I cannot seem to get through any Russian literature. Like there's something about the way Me too. that mm. it's written. And I've tried so many times, like so many times because I want to, but I can't, it doesn't flow like any other language have you, to have you tried reading it in english no <laughs> <laughs> i have only read it in english, but, but i mean when things are translated i think they can lose the cadence and the fluidity you know but mm. i've tried like different versions and editions and um i will say uh nabokov is not actually russian literature in, in my humble opinion um yeah. like like i get to determine uh since he since he taught in america there's it's very american uh, and his right. writing, so it's not like Dostoevsky or anything like that. Right. I've never I read any can't. of the actual Russians, but like yeah, no, Nabokov. I, I've tried. Yeah, I've tried I, so many times, and I just can't get through. It. And it's funny because I, other than my husband, my longest relationship was with a Russian man who spoke Russian, who was from oh, wow. the Ukraine, and like I like, and when every time I try to read Russian, I'm like, no wonder I couldn't understand his brain. Like <laughs> this is nonsense, you know? Like it just doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> Speaking of not making sense to me whatsoever, it's that time in the uh, podcast episode where we actually talked about one of our favorite sponsors. Um, it's surprising that only, I think, what, 11 episodes in now that we've had such amazing global sponsorships that we've had. We've had uh, the Shroke and Shoot from Boys Toys. We've had Old Souls and Supple Dumps from Man Up Corporation. Um, we've, uh, we had Hood Honkers, which is, I uh-huh. guess is in federal court now there's a class action lawsuit yeah so, i saw that um yeah, we should get in on sense. that so, so um, if they if they got enough plaintiffs to have a class action lawsuit obviously they were successful yeah it's yep. true yeah they yeah obviously so it went over what, well what we i guess we're trying to tell you i'd like you. to take some credit for that because of course too. we were the the premiere of their advertising we only back winners here on the super legit <laughs> podcast so uh, i'm going to toss it to uh steven st james and uh, he has the ad for us this week okay let me go ahead and uh Hit this. This is actually a little bit out of our area. So, some would um, call it fringe. That's more yeah, of the Michael Hyman yeah. territory for sure. Whoa. Are hey, you playing this on a VCR? Hey. No, no, don't, no. Don't horn in on my territory. <laughs> um, you're you're uh, not doing some fringe product. Some, no, oh, that's, I'm sorry. It's not some fringe product. It's some folks, like I said, I'm from Texas, and this is sort of a Texas adjacent thing. So, here, let me just. Uh, let me just Arkansas? Uh, let me find the file and then I'll hit play on the app. No? Okay. That was a good joke. You got, I smiled. Hey. Sorry. I want Sorry, everyone to gonna, know that I smiled at Josh because mm-hmm. they can't hear a smile. We well, showed him respect by Yeah, that was silent. respect. That silence yeah, was yeah. respect for Josh. I can hate you all. <laughs> so, this is for Ray. Ray needs to know I smiled. Um, can I hit play now, guys? Can I hit play? Yeah, Sorry. Please, Sorry. Please, please. Please. Sorry. I apologize. Here in Oklahoma... 
we do things a little bit different. We do things maybe a little bit slower, maybe a little bit more thoughtful, and definitely a whole lot more Republican. Well, you may have heard a lot of things about all these blue states in the nation, but we don't see much of that around these parts. But now, we're going to start. Because you can come down to Norman, Oklahoma's best new theme park, Blue States Over Oklahoma. You can come on down and get an experience of what it's like to be a real coastal elite. We've got your avocado toast. We've got your sushi. We've got your we've got your pizzas with no pepperoni on it. Down here at Coastal Elites, our food court is called Thailand. We don't know exactly what the food is, but we call it Thailand because they seem to like it on the coast. Now in the blue states, they've got all sorts of things that they're trying to force us to do. Well, you can just see how terrible it would be. Come on down to blue states over Oklahoma and ride the socialized medicine. It's just a long line. And at the end of it, they give you a Band-Aid and send you on your way. And then <laughs> you can hop in line for the free college. What you do is you learn a lot and then you raise your earning potential. But then you wind up alienating all your family members because you think you're better than them. And then you can step on over to the Russian spinneroo where you get to see what socialism's really like. People just keep giving you stuff and giving you stuff and giving you stuff and it's too much for your hands. You can't juggle it. You can't drop it. What are you going to do? Socialism doesn't work. Come on down to the blue states of Oklahoma. We may not understand those states, but we sure can make fun of them. Come on down to blue states of Oklahoma. Just know that now, if you bring one can of Dr. Pepper to the blue states of Oklahoma, you can try our vegan turkey stew. It's just water in a bowl. That's what they eat there. So come on down to blue states over Oklahoma. Fuck you, liberals. We own ya. Uh, thank you, Stephen St. James. That's uh, by the way. I would like to say that's an ad. We don't necessarily like support. You know what they're saying in that ad, but I, mean, you know, I I've I, been to I've been to Oklahoma a lot. Uh, yeah, I have too. Uh, I have family the there. Eastern, Eastern side of Oklahoma, like the Salisaw and Muldrow areas. And I remember, I remember going cities. to those are made up. Those aren't real cities. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Name dropper. I remember going to the local Asian restaurant. Uh, that's what they had was an Asian restaurant. And it was uh, Vague, that's a big continent. So yeah, uh, it was uh, it was food. It was food. Wait, uh, Jet, back in my college town of Stockton, California, we had mm. a Oriental buffet there oh yeah and it's oh. still there i drove through there <laughs> earlier this year that's at it least is... still more specific than asian ah <laughs> but i mean like asian it's is an bad. acceptable thing i don't think it's acceptable to still say oriental oh, you can oh, it call... isn't yeah. but at least it suggests no. a region by the way the oriental it still is an acceptable term for things like hmm. things in the general region of the orient you just don't okay. use it for humans Got it. Which <laughs> right. I won't say which of my family members it was, but I was walking down the street in Austin with one of my family members, and I heard them drop that, and I had to look at my wife, actually then my fiance, and be like, "Don't worry, that's not cool with us." <laughs> like, <laughs> so Oriental rugs is okay. Yes, an Oriental oh, rug yes. is fine. Yeah, I uh, I a hundred percent 
get what Jet is talking about on the eastern side of Oklahoma because not much has changed on the western side of Oklahoma where my family is from. Yes, it is a real name. It's called Binger, Oklahoma. That's in the panhandle? Um, it, it, it actually, yes, it is near the panhandle. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, I spent – I got a 12-ounce ribeye mm. cooked medium rare, mm. five bucks. Five mm. bucks wow. flat. They're special. Yeah. I spent – Six fifty for an Enchirito at Taco Bell there because it was gourmet dining. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything about like the culture there because it's it's right next to the Oriental restaurant. It's the worst. Stephen, I also wanted to ask you real quick: Is mm-hmm. Dr Pepper the same thing in Texas as it is in Oklahoma? Like that's the soda of choice there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Dr Pepper originated uh, in Waco. Uh, Texas. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a Dr. Pepper Museum. It's also the primary source of medical attention there, too. Yes, exactly. You go see <laughs> you go see Dr. Pepper uh, as yeah. opposed to one of them fancy liberal doctors. If you can't uh, afford uh, Dr. Pepper, <laughs> you go see Mr. Pibb. <laughs> a much uh, you less can't educated afford that, soda. You talk to Shasta. I don't even know what Mr. Pibb is. What is Mr. Pibb? Oh, Mr. Pibb is the Coca-Cola company's rip-off version of uh, Dr. Pepper is Mr. Yeah. Pibb. No. Don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Although yeah. it's not yeah. Mr. Pib anymore. Mr. Pib? It's now Pib Extra. Yeah. Oh, yes. Ooh. No E on the front. Pib. Pib. Yeah. Pib. I thought it was, I thought it was Mr. Pib. Like, oh. he's got a lot of personality, Mr. Pib. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that might be no, better I, than I've Pib. Never... No. Super. Okay. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Dr. NASCAR. Um, Hi, Dr. NASCAR. What I do is um, I talk to teams who are in the middle of turmoil, and I I, I make them win. If you remember uh, the 98 Chicago Bulls, Um, I was out of the documentary, but I was part of that. I don't. No. um, That's not what we hear about today. They're one of my Um, favorite football teams. Okay, this this is the New York Yankees. Um, Is it, though? Are we really at this point? You're the one. I mean, can all of you look at one of your yourselves and say we're the New York Yankees? Do you okay. feel that in your heart? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so I'm going to believe it. You're the doctor. Mark, Mark, Mark. We already have Mark Teixeira on the team, and he's already called Sexy Teixeira. Sexy Taxi. Thank you. It's not cool for you to come up with your own nickname. So you you may be the life of the party. You, you may be fun, but... Um, Nobody's gonna call you Mr. Pip. It's it's not gonna happen. You can't give yourself your own nickname. It's Sorry. a commonly accepted rule throughout humanity, really. You know what they call it when you make your own nickname? They call it a dick name. Because you gotta be a real dick to call your own nickname. Jeter knows what he's talking about. He is the captain of the ball club. Who but who came up with the name dick name? Because of you know, you see where I'm going, right? If a yep, guy yep, made up yep. his own nickname and then no, no, also no. came up with the name Dick Name, that's dick sort name. of a nickname, and then we can't who can you he, trust? You know He didn't call himself Dick Name. He said people that make up their own nicknames, it's a dick name. It can't be called a nickname. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Like, let's, let's, I mean let's, I think I think we're all just trying to get ahead of it, you know? Like mm-hmm. we all know we're gonna have fans. Right. Yeah, that's that's mm. why we're here. Like, let's be honest. Like, yeah. Is do it we know sport? that though? Do we? Do of, we know we're gonna have fans? Do we think we all deserve fans? Do yeah, we for, think for a that catcher? We... Okay. You're so emo for a catcher, and I know you're always saying 
we leave we leave you alone you know yeah. you're all by yourself there you're barely part of the team yeah joe this but... is just yeah you're embarrassing yourself at this point back when i was playing i had a great nickname they used to call me the disease no no one ever used the name lou gehrig they would just say look at him go there he is the disease great call lou could you just clear out of here we're trying to have a meeting. Thanks. I, Thanks, I am Lou. feeling Lou right here. I'm feeling Lou. I think we should keep Lou here as a part of this. I don't think any of you respect Lou enough. That is the history that we come from. And if Lou is not a Yankee, who is? Yeah, Lou is definitely a Yankee. So no one is saying he is not. Yeah, no Nobody's saying that. that, Joe. Joe. Jesus Christ, Joe. My God. You're a real asshole, Joe. Oh, asshole Joe. C- come up from the dirt. Come up from the trees. dirt and hang out with just, us. Just, just trees. Everybody. Yes, Dr. NASCAR. Okay. Listen, the one who keeps bringing I'm, I'm up. Sorry, I'm going to jump in real quick. I'm sorry. I'm just going to jump in. Where's your doctor from, Dr. NASCAR? Can we call you Doc Nass? Oh, oh shit. You, Ooh, if Doc you want, Nasty. You know Other Doc Nasty. Call that's a nickname. Doc see, Nasty. I'll take, doc, I'll take it. Do you see? Listen, Joe Borowski, which is your name, okay? Joe Borowski. There's no <laughs> nickname for that, okay? We have Mark Teixeira. He's sexy taxi. We have. Chili Davis. Chili is in the name itself, okay? Well, hey, I'm you all know me. Dr. NASCAR, which is... You all know me. I'm Chuck Knobloch. What what would what kind of nickname would you give me, Chuck Knobloch? Nobby. Nobby. Hey. Like, I, but that's the problem, right? Like, that's what we're trying to get ahead of. I feel hey. like nicknames are earned, Big and Nobby, I would just I like call it. you Chuck until we get there, because I don't okay. think any of us is good okay. enough to have don't. earned a nickname at this point. All right. Well, that's you being very hard on yeah. yourself and oh, us yeah. as a Joe team. Joe Borowski. Yeah. And, Joe. and just, in, just, in an ideal world, I would agree with you. But you know, we're going to get nicknames. So, like, yeah. like let's let's like let's do it ourselves, right? Like, we made it here. We came up from the minor leagues. Let's let's give each other some nicknames. But don't you all don't you all stop and think every once in a while? Am I did did, did someone make a mistake? Do I actually belong here? Nope. Am I actually good enough for this? Yes. No. Yeah. I mean, yes, oh, really? we are. No, we are good enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't no, think that. No, we did not make a mistake. Yeah, yes, I don't we think are that. good enough. No one ain't no one here juicing. We're here legit. Um, like, also, yeah. like, I'm, a, I'm a fucking Yankee. Yeah. I'm not. No one you know, here is juicing. I'm not a fucking cardinal. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. All right. We're not. Look. I mean, and that's the point I actually would like to stress to all of We're New York board, not the fucking Mets. Yeah, thank you. Come you on. You guys are not Mets. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. We're not Mets. Joe, let me ask you this. Yeah. If you were to give yourself a nickname in here or in real life, what would you call yourself? Uh, wow. That's, uh, oh, that's something to really think about. I got to go, uh. I don't know. I gotta go. Uh, uh, the try harder, Joe. The try harder, because that's that's really what I aspire to do. Is is try harder? I think that's what we should all aspire to do, guys. Is try harder, because that's how you get where you want to go. Is you just keep trying harder. That's the saddest fucking nickname I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Yep. What about just the, like, orange slice for participation? Why don't you just make that your nickname? Oh, my God. The Try Harder. Actually, orange slice does sound good as a nickname. Ooh, orange slice. What up, slice? Oh. Mm. 
Hey, and Joe, you're the catcher. Home slice. That's perfect. Ah! There it is. Hey! Home slice. Legit. <laughs> Let's go, Yankees. <laughs> 27 rings, bro. Uh, I'm going to go on the record and say, fuck the Yankees. The Yankees can get burned. Uh, by the way, I, I would I would just like to say, uh, for the record, uh, I did that scene under protest. Uh, I actually, for a time, trained my son to say, boo Yankees, whenever he saw somebody with a Yankees cap. <laughs> uh, and I have much respect I, for the Mets. I, I actually have uh, the last foul ball that Yogi Berra ever hit. Oh, no. Really? How? My, how? my my grandfather was a sports writer for uh, the New what? York Times. He knew wow. all of them personally. He was at Yogi Berra's final game and caught it. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. Now, there's no, of course, I don't have like documentation that can prove its authenticity because mm-hmm. it's not a thing that you would do. It's just like, I have the ball. I, it's probably signed. <laughs> I, my mo- my, my I mother love, has it physically, I, but it's, yeah. it's gets I passed on to me. I just love you being like... 90% this is an amazing story or 10% my grandfather's a really bad liar. <laughs> you're, you're even a skeptic about your own family stories. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so much documentation of his roles and all of that. There's, I like the doubt in your voice even when you're like, this is a family heirloom. Or is it? You know? <laughs> I mean, who could read this name? It's just a right. scribble. Maybe my grandfather cited himself and lied. <laughs> My my brother loves to be he likes we have a thing like about out gifting people but not in like a money way just in like a fun way so my brother and I are very similar that way my two sisters are money just, is fun that's my my two <laughs> sisters are like this was on your wish list right but me and Danny are like very competitive about trying to find like a really fun gift and one year so we all love um, a league of their own that's like a big family movie for us you and one year he gave someone a, a baseball inside of like a little case and he had scribbled on it avoid the clap jimmy dugan (laughs) (laughs) he was like i found it on ebay you know but like it was clearly his handwriting and it was like the funniest the funniest thing to me that like he went out of his way to just like lie to our family about that (laughs) i was in the pilot and then got uh recast uh as playing the little fat kid (laughs) in the league of their own the You're series. gonna lose. Yeah, that oh guy. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Will Angel. Yeah, I was obnoxious That's enough amazing. to to get cast, but um, apparently, thank you. <laughs> I was also I was also already uh, half the height of my mother, so the, in the show. So they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to cast someone smaller." Wait, and someone Josh. who can actually carry the kid. <laughs> Josh, is that is that still you, or did Jet transubstantiate into your body? And tell the story about being cast as It's weird how that I just transubstantiate to everywhere because, like, Stephen and I also have a thing in common. We actually are both big Celtics fans. I became a Celtics fan because my dad hated the Lakers, and he would rather have me root for the Celtics than root for the Lakers, even though I'm in LA. Oh man, I, honestly, that's why I started to like the Clippers because I was like, I, I live in LA. <laughs> I can't just be like, boo, L.A. And I was like, oh, the Clippers are right there. And like when I moved here, the Clippers were a team where it was like, oh, there's an old Robin Harris joke where he's like, uh, I went to a Clippers game. Uh, it was real easy. I sat courtside because there was nobody else there. And uh, uh, they put me in <laughs> and I, I damn near had a triple double. Um, I wasn't even I, and I was in dress shoes. Um, but yeah, the Clippers, terrible team for years and years and years. And now they're actually like, good and it's like oh i started to love this team so they could break my heart 
Been there, man. I'm a. I guess I'm a Chargers fan now. That's that's the one yeah. I picked. Oh, I feel like I have. That's to, a weird one. I know. I have. To, I'm with you. I have to be a something fan, and I happened to watch Hard Knocks this year, and I was like, I really. Oh, liked that's it. really good. I really like their yeah. coach. Like I liked their team, like their heart, you know. And that's what I'm more about. I, I don't care if they win or lose. Like I'm just there for the experience. So for me, or I root for the home team. Like if I'm in a state i'm like yeah you guys this is your house you should win right like i'm not like a die hard fan of anyone really like i thought i was i was like oh i'm a yankees fan then i went to boston and was like let's get a red Sox jersey let's go Sox. My dad, yeah my dad was like don't call this house again you know like, <laughs> so i realized i'm more of like an experienced fan than i am yeah a you're person. a fan fan but I, yeah, yeah but i like the chargers i liked their coach was so awesome and like I got to know their team on the show, and I was like, I like these guys. Like, these are my guys now. Plus, I look good in light blue. Oh, well, obviously. So, I, they, their light blue is the best. Like, their uniform is is one of the best in, like, all the leagues. Especially, like, Which, their 70s sh- one. I know it shouldn't matter, but, like, if you don't care about sports, that's how you make your choice. You're like, oh. I look good in these colors. Oh. Like, I will wear this for you. <laughs> I, I have a gift for you, then. They used to have a theme song, and it's so <laughs> late 70s, early 80s. It's yeah, so man. good. Oh my god! I'll have to try to find it on the internet and I'll email it to you. It's like go superchargers or something like that. It's the best. Yeah, it's it's the superchargers. You can sing it right now. It's really bad. (laughs) I I don't know it off the top of my head. I wish I had that in my lexicon. All right, email my uh, my wife is into uh, a sport called uh, drift racing, um, which is uh, just you've seen it in a lot of uh, movies, including the terrible Fast and Furious uh, Tokyo Drift. Uh, yeah. But it's a competition where it's all about getting the car sideways and getting close to the walls in specific ways. And and they, they basically eventually it used to be just them goofing off in like the hills of Japan. But eventually it's like we should actually figure out how to make a competition out of this and add points and ratings and all of that. So they've got an annual uh, major championship and everything that we watch online. We used to go to it in person. And this year, especially in the middle of Corona, they had to change the rules about it and do it in all kinds of specific ways. So we were watching it online every weekend and I was tracking it more than I've ever tracked it before. Really? And so I was finally starting to actually get to know the names of the racers. <laughs> and for the most part, the racers to me are their cars. So I recognize the vehicle and you could put the person on screen and three quarters of the time. I have no idea who the person, the person is who was in the car. But it's like I recognize the you know, I recognize the red Toyota Corolla Matrix. I recognize the yellow Supra. Like I know the specific vehicles and I know the names that go to them. And this year, like I had a favorite driver and it was like my, my wife was like wow you've you've picked a favor it's like it's arbitrary but like this guy managed to in the middle of one of his races his power steering went out Whoa. and he won the race anyway and yeah. then they had to repair it between races and they couldn't so he went on to the next race and won without <laughs> any power steering went on to the wow. next one and won without power steering he won because really? you know, they're just they're running back to back like it's mm. not like they the, these are these are like a, a, a one minute race of just one guy goes first and does a bunch of specific things the other person has to follow them and then they switch sides and whoever did that best and wins then like it. at at the end, did like the floor drop out and like his little Flintstone legs came out and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that's how and you're like, like by the end of some of these, race. Yeah. yeah, by the end of some of these races, their bumpers are all gone. You know, they've torn up their vehicles on this course because sometimes they're rubbing up against the the wall. They they hit each other on the course and keep going. Like there's a lot of stuff that tears up the cars. Like this guy kept winning with no power steering, and that's an incredible feat when the entire thing is steering. Like that's all you're doing is your brakes 
and your steering are three quarters of that driving. And so I was like, okay, this is just my guy now. So then mm-hmm. I was rooting for him based on just that one underdog day that he had. I think it's arbitrary for most people how they pick their their things. It's like, cool, I finally have an arbitrary thing I'm a fan <laughs> of in a sport. Well, most sports teams are because like my parents moved there and I lived yep. in that right. city. <laughs> Right. You yep. know, and right. now it's like, it's in my blood. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an LA native and I've been a lifelong Dodgers fan, but that was, you know, they're my team. That's, that's the territory, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did pick an arbitrary team earlier this year though, when uh, mm-hmm. the baseball season was up in the air, we didn't know if it was going to happen here in the States. The Korean baseball organization started up again yeah. and yeah. I was watching KBO games and I, there's eight or 12 teams, but I picked, the NC Dinos as my team because their mascot great. is uh, like a brontosaurus in a baseball uniform and his nickname <laughs> is Swole Daddy. <laughs> I mean, I was they're like, now my favorite baseball team yeah, as well. That's I'm it. Like, That's all it This took. is my KBO team and I was watching NC Dinos games while they were still showing them and then the NC Dinos won the championship as well and they got <laughs> oh, a nice. giant sword along with their trophy. So I got two championships this year. I'm going to share this with you just real quick. It's about time you shared something with us. It sounds personal. I want to hear it. It was I'm, I, I, the biggest fight I think Hyman and I have ever had was over a, a stupid rivalry. Uh, we were talking about food and how much like we love cooking and what inspires us. And he was like, hey, man, have you seen what, what is that show on uh, Food Network? It's Iron Chef America, right? I was like, well, you love that show? He's like, I fucking love that show. I was like, yeah, I, my I'm friend's bo- the chairman. I, yeah, I was like, I'm a Bob. It's not a Mark Dacascos? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I oh, like and that that's one. the end of my story. Because Jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jet, tell us more about your famous Hollywood life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to hear this rivalry. No, I, 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 it was a set of, no, it was a, set to a joke, and it's kind of too far. Un- nope, nope, it's too late. I feel good. Go ahead. You gotta, you gotta finish it. You wish it. I spoke. You gotta. What did you get for talking? You know, yeah. Uh, um, uh, you gotta eat all I'm the so, gruel. That's twice he's jumped me. I'm yeah, so you pissed. gotta eat all the gruel. Keep going. <laughs> See, now you can tell the story of the biggest fight we ever had, which is this. <laughs> no, it's this not. is not the biggest fight you've ever had. What? Well, I actually want to know what's you know the, what the you one. Fucking, he, no, I don't he knows know what the he big, fucking did. Not the biggest. This fight. This is the end of the what's, podcast. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is the thing you fight about most? Like, what's the topic Improv. that you really? Improv, <laughs> bra. In what way? I have never gotten into a fight about improv. Oh, I guess you don't care enough about prob, brah. Yeah, right? Well, look, man, if you're going to be in a bass scene, you got to be realistic, all right? If you're not realistic Improv-bra. enough and I don't feel it, like, we're going to fight about it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Actually, I think that's why I could get Jet to be into wrestling, if anything. Because, like, he doesn't have to, like, appreciate the moves or the physicality. He could just comment on the acting of all the wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't see a through line through this story. What's What story is The Miz trying to tell here? He's not selling it. Where's the game of the scene oh, between him no and one has John ever Morrison? Said that. The Miz What's going on? <laughs> no one has ever said that about The Miz. He sells everything real good. He's one of the yeah. better ones. <laughs> When he's doing nothing, it's entertaining. <laughs> I don't we got to get Jet to wrestle. It's okay, Steven. You have the chess thing. You got chess. <laughs> yeah. You dumb yourself chess, down. Chess always beats out wrestling every time. Yeah, yeah who, exactly. is, who is that writer? Nabukov, right? That <laughs> Russian writer? <laughs> uh, don't you also have another ad for us, Michael Hyman? 
I mean, I have I have a ad. Uh, an, an ad. An ad. Yeah. An, an ad. ad. Yes, an I ad. Here. An ad. Let me, now it doesn't sound like a word anymore. An ad. An ad. Let me, uh, let me pop the tape in. Is this English? Are we switched to Russian now? Not. Yet. But I'm a, I'm a big Bobby Flay fan, and uh, Hyman is a big uh, Morimoto I mean, Morimoto was on the original Iron Chef, too. I mean, you got to go with the guy. But he's lost to Flay so many times. You root for a chump, man. That's all I'm saying. Whoa. (laughs) See, this is what I wanted to hear about. I like this. (laughs) This is the kind of rivalry I can get into. This is also not a fight we ever had. No. (laughs) I'm making it up. Like we're doing a scene now. We didn't know. We, we didn't, I didn't know we were doing a scene until we were doing it. Oh. And now we're doing it forever. And I, I won't have had an editing sound effect to no. jump us into the scene no, or anything. Like it's gonna be scene. so confusing for the audience. Let's just get like a big like record scratch. Just. That's for Danya. Okay. Uh. <laughs> let me let me get the tape for the ad. I do want to stress you guys be careful because if we keep saying too many Russian things. Bert Kreischer's going to bust through the door and st- tell the story about he's the machine. So just sure. be careful about <laughs> that. Hold off. Mike, you got that promo? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm popping the tape in. If you let me play it, you just keep going. Pop the tape in, bro. Okay. Hey, guys. Are your girls here? Make sure they're not listening because this ad is just for you. Have you ever had that point where you're like really getting going? And you're like, oh, no, I don't want to finish this. I'm a single man. I like my life. Well, that's why Crop Stoppers are for you. What are Crop Stoppers? They're cookies. You eat them, they're delicious. But it also makes you temporarily sterile. You all know that feeling when you've been watching the TV and all of a sudden America's Most Wanted comes on and you see someone, you're like, that's my uncle. Well, I bet you wish he had Crop Stoppers. Otherwise, that wouldn't happen to you. Crop Stoppers is a highly technical male male semi-sterilization cookie that you eat and it goes straight to your crumple zones and blocks them up. You can have Crop Stoppers any time of the day and then when you're getting it on with your lady, you're gonna say it's Christmas in July. That's the Crop Stoppers guaranteed. No kids for you cause you're a man slinging that peed and you're gonna get it on and feel good about it like orangutans. Crop Stoppers. For all your semi-sterilization needs. You see, that ad we do stand behind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can we name, rename the podcast The Crumple Zone? <laughs> I mean, I've got to say, it really is a product that sells itself. Because yeah. anybody that would feel that they need to like hear that ad and think, I need to buy Crop Stoppers, we would want that person to be sterile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So if you had to choose today, St. James. Oh, sorry. Say again? If you had to choose today, Mm -hmm. doctor, scientist, or race car driver, what are you doing? Oh, huh. Um, That's an excellent question. I got to say, I think I got to go with doctor um, Doctor simply because it's amongst those jobs. Nowadays, it's the most dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, I'll say that while I did initially, like, as my youngest wanted to be a professional wrestler, I did for, for a while want to be a lawyer. And that was a plan, like, my plan to be a lawyer up until a good chunk what? of the way through high school. And now that I'm seeing, like, all these lawyers pursuing these these uh, cases for Trump's election, 
I feel like I still could be a lawyer yeah. without knowing mm. anything about the law. Yeah. Yeah. So I might pick that Same. up again. I think it's 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 this thing that I keep picking up. Like my wife keeps uh, reminding me anytime we're dealing with anything my where wife. I feel I feel uh, like I, I'm not qualified for anything. She always says to me, honey, think like a white man. Um <laughs> And and like it's it's a thing that she's been trying to do when she's uh, when she's been doing job applications and everything. Because this thing, it's this thing in books that she's read, especially mm-hmm. advice for women is think like a white man, because yeah. for the most part, that's just what they do is like, I can do this. I'm not qualified. Yep. Who 100%. fucking cares? I'm just going to do it. And 100%. I never had that. Maybe it's because I was raised by a single mother or whatever. And I never I never had that upbringing. But like that's. The more I watch things like exactly what you just said, Haim, and the more I'm like, oh, yeah, these people just assumed they could do this. Mm-hmm. And yes. it does not matter that they can't. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I will tell you, I've I've gotten 100% of the job interviews I've gone on, whether or not mm-hmm. I've ever done the job or I've been qualified, because I walk in with that mindset of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm here to figure out if you're right for me. Like that, (laughs) that is the think like a white man attitude of like, I can do this. I can do this. Of course I can. Why couldn't I do this? Of course. Like when you walk in with that attitude, it is a done deal. And then like, for me, at least personally, like about six months in, I'm having panic attacks because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what Microsoft, (laughs) you know, like I like, I can't do Excel spreadsheets. Like I've like totally lied about this, but now that I think about it, I I'm, I'm scared of my whole journey with you jet. Cause it's like, Let's form an improv team. Why? Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll be good. Let's start a show. Well, we've never we don't know how to do a show. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll be fine. Let's do a podcast. Okay. Well, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, you'll figure it out, Jet. That'll be great. Let's run a theater. We'll just book every it'll turn out fine. That goes back to you guys talking about like what topics you fight over, but like you two are so funny because like you totally like need each other because you're the one telling Jet. Jet, you'll figure it out. And Jet's like, okay, Josh, you know. But Jet, <laughs> I can get this but going. It's true. Like, Jet, you, 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 you just pegged us 100%. But yeah. that's like how you were raised, right? Like everyone was like, Jet, yeah. you can do the scene. And you were like, sure, I can. But like if Jet had to just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to do a podcast. Like you'd be like, I can't do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you guys complete each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do. Hold on. I think I think we got to end there. I think we got to end on Josh and Jet <laughs> completing Jerry other. Maguire. Aww. Yeah, you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you complete me. You have yeah. it. Yes, <laughs> you do. And and Well, I think that's it for for us. Absolutely, this week. Uh, I'd love. Can you me. say goodbye in the way that Ali does your voice? <laughs> Uh, I didn't even uh, know I did a voice. I'm sorry. Let's give it a try. Uh, I'd like to thank the super legit crew as always. That's not what I sound like. like. You're making a judgment on Allie's voice now. (laughs) You guys wonder why I don't come. (laughs) That's a personal problem. I thought it was the Crop stoppers? Oh, I would like to uh, thank our multi-talented uh, artist, Matt Walker, for the intro and outro music. You can now find his website in the oh, show yeah. notes. Matty Walks. Uh, please, if you are not already subscribing to us, subscribe to us on any service, all the services, and review us on all of them. You know you love us, so give us all five stars. Give and us tell a full your service. friends about it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear the police on the way behind me. I'm not sure if you can hear them. <laughs> that's, but, that's, uh, that's what happens when you don't give us five stars. They'll come for you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So uh, so just do the right Wow, thing. now I'm thinking like a white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Steven, tell the listeners again why that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's uh, because I'm a guy in a blue shirt. Call back. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
And that's If you it. missed it, episode one. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, deep callback. Steven sounds yeah. like a Atta guy boy. who wears blue shirts. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Listen to that episode. Tell your friends to listen to that episode. Then tell them to listen to this episode and then all the episodes in between. And then listen to them all over right. and over. Just <laughs> re-listen. Right. Yeah. Start recording? Yeah. You can, uh, you can start recording now. <laughs>